thanks everybody for watching or tuning into our podcast. We've got two great doctors here, myself and my one of my dearest friends, Dr. David Wardy, down in the south, Texas. And I'm up north in Canada. And so we're merging the two climates and the two personalities of doctor of chiropractic and doctor of naturopath and delivering some amazing information for you guys. So we really appreciate you tuning in. We're going to do a quick little intro. This is our first podcast. We're called the Dr. Dads. And we're going to tell you why we chose that name, uh, why it's so dear and important to us. Uh, but we're going to start off with a little introduction. So Dr. Nick Jensen, practicing in Vancouver, British Columbia, naturopathic physician for 10 years now. I own a practice with my amazing wife and partner in, uh, in a, a small little section of Vancouver. It's sort of like the, the trendy, healthy area of Vancouver. And um, we set up shop here 10 years ago. And so we, uh, we practice what we preach. We've got two amazing little kids. And um, I'm honored to be here with you, uh, Dr. David. So please share. Awesome. Good introduction there, Dr. Nick. So I'm Dr. David Wardy. I'm a chiropractor by trade, uh, but I practice holistic medicine here in El Paso, Texas. Um, I have been in practice for over 11 years now. I also practice with my beautiful wife and I have a four-year-old going on 12 probably now. And uh, no, I love what I do. Like Nick's saying, you know, we live it. So like Dr. Pompa says, live it to lead it. So you know, we basically live everything that we practice and preach to our patients and clients. And I'm super excited to be getting on here with Dr. Nick to share all this great information and really just, you know, kind of share these things that we live on a daily basis with the world so that we can help enrich other people's lives. And, and like you're saying, we're going to be leveling up uh, other individuals and just, you know, spreading the love, right? So let's tell them a little bit about why we decided to do this and really what our why is and, and hopefully uh, some people will will uh, get on board with it right definitely well you know I think we chose the name strategically because uh, it, it's a really reflection of, of who we want to be for our kids right we want to be that hero we want to be you know the best version of ourselves so that we can leave an amazing legacy behind us and, you know, David, you and I just totally resonate for the first time we got a chance to meet with one another. There's, uh, you know, you just meet people sometimes and you click and you know that, you know, the, the heart is in the right place and, and uh, the mindset and, and the, this desire to serve the world is, is really there. And, and you know, so that's, that encompasses the name. We think of doctor. What does doctor mean, right? Doctor means teacher. Teacher, man, yeah. And that's what we do every day. I mean, like you said, you're, you're a chiropractor by trade. The man, how you teach now is like, it's a, it's a whole different dimension, right? So that doctor's teacher is huge. It's, it's, we, we resonate with every part of that word and, and uh, deliver it how, how we see um, uh, the world needs to be served. And then that, that uh, image of dad and father, caretaker, protector, the guy you go to when you're stuck and you need a kick in the pants or you need a you need a hug or you need uh, you need some sort of shift in the energy that you feel is overwhelming your entire state of being. And it's your dad that helps you fix things. Right. And also teacher. Right. I mean, we play dads, but the bigger part of that is you're always a teacher as dad. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I heard something the other day and, you know, they say kids do not listen. Right. Kids don't listen. They imitate. 
And one of the things we always talk about is like, you can tell a kid a million times to do something, but at the end of the day, he's just watching you. And so you say like, we're, we're, we're teaching these kids by doing, and you know, that's kind of what this is all about. Not just from the doctor's standpoint of, hey, this is how you do it all, but this is how we get better at being dads from being teachers and, and living it. Yeah, I love that. It's so true. And, you know, when, I, when, we, when we were coming up with the, the idea of the name, because it's never easy to pick a name, but, but because it was so resonant uh, for what we want to deliver with the world, but, you know, us ourselves, we wouldn't be where we are without mentors, right? Like we, we had to have a father figure and that took us, you know, through those early childhood years. We learned a lot of our paradigm, which we're going to speak about today. Uh, but then we needed to find mentors along the way. And I don't know about you, David, but it took me a long time to find some really good mentors that I could look up to because there's not a lot of people living it to lead it in the world. I would second that, man. You know, there's, I wouldn't say there's a shortage of mentors, but like you're saying, finding the ones for you is probably the harder problem, right? It, yeah. it, it takes some critical looking into your life and understanding where you're at and where you need that help and that mentorship. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm blessed that, that we, like you say, our, 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 our paths were able to cross. And like you said, and we hit it off right away because you notice when you find those people mm-hmm. that resonate at that level that you're at, it's, it's instant, right? Yeah. You know, it was instant that we both ended up where we ended up, where we met. And then I think we probably spent, buddy, I think the first time you and me had a conversation within like five minutes, I was like, this guy's going to be my bromance for the next year. Because he said that too, didn't we? Yeah, we did. But I mean, you just feel it. And so like I'm saying, I don't think there's a shortage of mentorship, but I think everyone's looking for you know, like you guys call it a tribe, but they're looking for a tribe to kind of be able to, to jump in with that, that believes what they believe and, mm-hmm. and is on that level that they're on and, and to help them grow, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, so I think, I mean, those are the biggest reasons why. And, and you know, I like to take it back to that, that root level of what it means to be a man. And a man is all about projection. It's all about taking things to completion. It's about, you know, being a fixer, being a doer, take, putting things in action, and that's what we hope for you guys watching this because this is really for you. It's about us sharing this amazing information so that you can take action upon it to change circumstances in your life, to be a better version of yourselves. And we take the responsibility of you know, taking it from our amazing mentors, delivering it to you guys so that um, this isn't just some nice theory. It's actually actionable um, step-by-step processes that you can implement. And with every podcast, we're gonna have home play. We're going to have tips that we've implemented in our lives that have had huge value for us that we want to sort of lay out strategically for you to follow along with. I love the home play. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Yeah. And it it keeps us accountable too, right? Oh, it really does. You know, it's accountability, but you know, this home play that you're going to give every week with each of these, these episodes that we do, we're going to be on these pillars that, that, that we live it right. But that we've also been taught of like this is where you you need to resonate in your life and these are the pillars that you focus on to to cultivate what you're trying to create whether that's to be a better dad or you know a better employee or a better husband or whatever that may be but we all we all need that growth and without a system and knowing where you need to focus for that for that process you're kind of lost right i mean you're not you're not going to have 
any attainable goals or get anywhere where you're trying to get because you need the system to create those goals, right? To get there and then get those dreams that people want, right? Yeah. So I tell people all the time and, you know, this is, this is big picture. And we talked about, you know, getting big picture, but you know, my, my man Denzel Washington says it, he says dreams without goals are just dreams. But then I go further and say a dream without a process or a system to attain it, or I'm sorry, a goal without a process or a system to attain it is just a goal. I mean, it's, it's not attainable, right? Yeah. And so you break down what we talk about and what we teach on a daily basis. Uh, and what we do, it's, it's a process. Yeah. It's a process. And, you know, I think maybe that's, that's a good jump off point into discussing paradigm because it all starts with early childhood conditioning. It all starts with how we, the lens through which we see the world that we're in. And um, if we get stuck in, you know, not knowing what to do or being a victim of our circumstance or being a victim to our belief system, not recognizing that something else is possible, it's really hard to, to make leaps and bounds forward in our health, but also relationship and finances and everything else that we're, that we plan on educating all of you wonderful people about. So um, where do you, like, where do you think those early, you know, what, what or where do, where do we get stuck in our paradigm and, and what does that, maybe what does that even mean for people? So, you know, when I think about paradigm and a lot of this, I think can be simplified a couple ways is, you know, we grow up and, how much of the stuff that you're taught and that you actually are in your environment on a daily basis and that you're seeing, are you actually questioning and having critical thinking about, or are we just adopting it as, as is? So I think a lot of these, uh, these paradigms that are created from birth through early childhood literally come from watching your parents and indoctrination of your parents tell you this, your grandparents or your aunts and uncles or your friends. And then you have culture laced on top of that. So you're being told what to believe. You're, to, you're being told that this is what you're supposed to do. And many people are even taught within that that you don't question it. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of religions that are that way, right? Even religion plays into this outside of just some of these other things. But yeah. you're taught to not even question it. It's just, it's just the way it is. Don't question it. And then you become an adult, and there's so many things that you were taught that were incorrect, that were not true. They were really, they were limiting models of reality for you. And they start, like you say, on the latter part of your life, they're crippling, they handicap you. Yeah. And you don't necessarily experience it till you're in it. Yeah. And then things are going wrong and you're like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a lot of times when we start to realize you have to start to question some of these models of reality and where they came from and why do you believe what you believe? And did you ever really critically think about that? Or did you just take someone else's belief because it was easy? Or did you create your own because it was just easier for you at that point in your life? Of, oh, I'm just going to adopt this model of reality because it's going to make maybe the stress that you had in your life or the pain you had in your life. It makes it easier just to create that truth for yourself. Totally. So multiple ways. Yeah. And it becomes a justification too, right? We, we say, I can feel bad. I can eat this extra donut, I can, you know, not exercise, I cannot take care of myself, because this is just, this is how it is, this is, it's never going to get any better, it's, you know, we're, we're, you know, it's like the, the, the realization that, you know, that can work for those people, but it cannot work for me, you know, those kind of, that kind of thinking holds us in that, that reality that we just feel like we can't move past, and I mean, 
let's let's be honest here the, the original addiction for people you know before we even become a victim to you know our circumstances is, is we're addicted to sugar right take, <laughs> take for granted that's, this, number, that's <laughs> number one right <laughs> I, one of my dear mentors uh tommy rosen he's, a, he's an addiction recovery guy he talks about you know when you first get that first nourishment of of the boob we can say boob because we're doctor dads when you get that first nourishment that's your first hit of sugar it's like mm -hmm. and you look for it as a sense of comfort that sense of comfort comes through the sugary fluid that that basically gets you to stop crying right and then it's like we never unlearn that paradigm we keep going to food as an addictive response to our circumstance maybe we're we're in a bad mood so we you know we take that donut that cereal or whatever other simple carbohydrate we do to get that hit and make us feel closer to mom yeah <laughs> so, you want that, that quick high totally and you're saying like it's an addiction and, and that that relays across the board and everything from not just your physical health but your emotional health and a lot of times we're constantly doing it just to feed that mm -hmm. yeah it's it's a it's a feeding mechanism and some people are just stuck in that that negative feedback loop of like when's my next high yeah and how do I get it? Totally. And then, you know, let's take, let's take that to the level of, of doctor visits. I mean, who doesn't remember going in as a kid? I mean, I was sicker as a kid than I am now, just a little bit of my own journey, you know, earaches all the time, tonsillitis, um, asthma, allergies. I was on, you know, crap loads of antibiotics. My poor microbiome, which we'll talk about in future podcasts, was completely wiped clean. And I was trying to build a, an immune system on a shaky ground with, you know, food sensitivities and everything else. But you go to the doctor and you've got a skin reaction, eczema, whatever. In my case, that was reality. Here's a steroid cream. Here's an antibiotic for your earaches. Here's this, this, and this. So we're so conditioned at a young age for most of us to go in and see the doctor to make things better because we can stop those symptoms from showing up, right? And again, that's another health paradigm. And I don't know about you, David, but I sure see patients who come in often and go, you know, think, what's, I've got this symptom, it must be caused by this one thing that happened in my life, therefore my paradigm is I need a, the supplement that's going to correct that, that one isolated little, right? We're yeah, we laugh because it's not, <laughs> it's, totally. yeah, it's, it's this, it's this completely other, you know, well, and we'll get it, we'll get into that because it's just the way that we see the body, right? It's like you're saying this paradigm that you created, that's, that becomes a reality for you. And you probably lived that for how long? Long time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Most of our lives. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was the same way. I was a really unhealthy kid. My parents didn't know, know better. We didn't eat great. I ate horrible. You know, I grew up thinking I had chronic fatigue and, you know, horrible digestive health and all these problems. And it literally was just, I was, uh, I was literally just my, my lifestyle. It was my environment that I was in, you know, antibiotics twice a year. Uh, I was this crazy busy athlete all the time, but yet I was eating this horrible diet, you know, toxin laden diet most of my childhood and all, all the things that, you know, I grew up with, it was just, Oh, this is just the way it is. Like you go to the doctor, you get a pill and you feel better and you just keep doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. As you know, and I know, as you get older, you start to figure out that that's not the case and that you have a lot of control of a lot of these things. And, you know, your paradigm plays into all that. And many people, I mean, you know, the people that we work with, man, some of these people are in their 60s, 70s, and they're still in the paradigm that they grew up with. Yeah. But that's also why they're sick, a lot of them. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and I think this is a good time to kind of take it a little bit further and just talk about like these paradigms that people have as they age with their health and they're going through their journey, where is this getting you into trouble? Like, where are you having trouble because of a belief system that is just, you haven't leveled up that consciousness yet to understand like, oh, maybe I'm making myself sick because of my beliefs. Totally. And how much do you see that? I mean, mm-hmm. well, a yeah, lot. I mean, it's, per- it's pervasive. It's, it's all of us, right? I, I love how Dr. Bruce Lipton talks about this, the, the biology of belief. And he talks about, you know, these different stress states or, um, or healing states that we can, you know, we can experiment with or, or play with. But we're in, when we're in a state of fear, anger, frustration, irritability, et cetera, et cetera, we're, re- we're releasing cortisol, therefore, thereby insulin. Uh, we're, we're releasing epinephrine, norepinephrine. We're, we're, really, we're creating a neurohormonal state inside the body that's matching our interpretation of our environment. Right. Right. And that is signaling everything from our adrenal glands to our digestive system, our brain. And we can prime ourselves just like how we can prime ourselves with an addictive response to sugar and eating it as a way for comfort. We can prime our body with these stress hormones. And the opposite Mm -hmm. is also true. Right. So when we're in a relaxed, healing, meditative, loving state, we're releasing growth hormone, oxytocin, um, testosterone, which is really important for us as men, DHEA. You know, we're really flooding the neuroendocrine system with all these healing uh, hormones. And so really our environment and more importantly, our interpretation of the environment is massively changing the paradigm within our body. Right. So our consciousness, right. You're talking consciousness. Totally. So I, I, you know, I'll add to that, man, your consciousness affects this model of reality. I don't think you can change these models of reality to improve your health. Like you're saying of living in a different place. If that consciousness does not level up. Yeah. So, you know, I'll give you a personal story with me of how this has played out, but you know, a lot of people don't like to question, they call it an opening Pandora's box. When you start delving into like why you believe what you believe and why you think the way you think and actually kind of turning the mirror back on yourself and saying, well, I don't like this about myself. How do I get this better? How do I improve this? And it takes dipping into consciousness to do that. Yeah. And there's multiple ways to do that. I mean, people, you'll hear people talk about meditation. There's self-help books. People go to seminars and conferences now. And there's all this huge amount of this, uh, almost like an awakening happening right now. I think big picture, if you look at the world, people are starting to say, well, hey, wait a second. Maybe there's a better way to do this. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, of course, science has to show of, of proof there before people jump on that bandwagon, but there's enough now that shows how meditation and a lot of these things like you're saying, and just mind-body connection, how you have control here over this, yeah. uh, how it actually can affect your health, where people are actually giving this its weight. But then again, you're looking at paradigm of what people believe in, and a lot of, for a lot of people, that doesn't fit in that paradigm for them. Mm-hmm it's not provable by science so there it couldn't be truth to it mm-hmm. you and i know there's a lot of things that still science hasn't proven that we know work science hasn't caught up yet kind of deal totally well like like let's take it let's take a sort of a dive deeper to to bring science into this because you know and this is essentially the world the world of quantum physics um not that we you know i'm not a physicist but i understand the the reality is that that matter is constantly either moving in a wave or it's, it sits as a particle. 
And the only thing that has to change for it to be either a wave or a solid mass is our interpretation of it. So as soon as we bring attention to something, it now comes out of a wave form into a solid form. And this is, uh, this is a law. This is a law of the universe, just like the law of gravity. You know, I take my phone, I drop it on the ground, it's going to fall. Um, the law of attraction states that whatever we think, we create. So if we're thinking and believing a certain state, we're changing our neuroendocrine system. We know we're flooding our body with hormones. If mm -hmm. we, we think that we're in a constant state of stress and battle and disease and everything else, it's going to be really hard to achieve this paradigm of health. It's just not a reality because we're creating more of what we're thinking about. You know, what mm -hmm. we think we become. And this is that leveling up of consciousness. We have to choose a different paradigm. We have to choose a different belief system. We have to choose a different way, a system to heal the body. And we have to follow along. Because uh, again, I mean, this stuff doesn't happen overnight, does it? Well, and, and let's play devil's advocate here a little bit. How hard is it to do that when you're not well? Really hard. That on-ramp process, you, could, yeah. you, can, you can give it a million different analogies, like you know, the plane taking off, get the wheels up off, getting to altitude, and you're coasting. Everyone resists what you're talking about, mm -hmm. having to make those changes because they're hard and there's resistance there. And when you're not well, it's like going to the gym and being like flat out of shape and having to rebuild your body, but you're having to do it up here. And I tell people all the time, your brain is like a muscle. Totally. And when it's atrophied and it hasn't been used and you haven't even stimulated it to, to fire that pathway, mm -hmm. it's gonna be hard at first, but it takes a lot of work. But you, as you and I know, you can hone this muscle to be like pretty, pretty crazy strong, right? And you get to a place where that resistance no longer exists and you're just coasting daily. But we, everyone shies away from that. That's where the growth takes place. It's yeah. through that resistance that it's going to take place. Um, but it I is different. That's a great it analogy, by the way. Say that, I'm sorry? I like that analogy of just the plane taking off, the momentum that needs to build. Yeah, that's, that's really a great imagery, I think, for people to understand. Well, and in a perfect world, we could just, we could, we could flip it and then just be there, right? But that's not reality with anything. And I think, you know, I think some paradigms, like you're saying, that instant fix of sugar have given this false sense of it's easy just to switch over and do things. And it's not. When you, when you want to really experience growth, even from a consciousness place to improve things like you're saying from brain health, like your yeah. hormone health, of being in a better state here on a daily basis, mm -hmm. it takes work. Totally. It, does. it takes work. There's a, there's, a, there's a quote that I really like, and um, I, can't, I can't remember the name of the book or the, the book uh, that it came from, but it says this, complaining sees our circumstances greater than our density. This is what we're talking about here is mm -hmm. about really redefining what it means to be us or in our own you know, physical experience, spiritual experience that we're having. But complaining sees our circumstances greater than our identity. That means we're looking outside of ourselves, determining how we feel based on what we see outside of ourselves. And uh, a fun little game that we played in our clinic called the responsibility game uh, means that when we're faced with something that we don't like, let's say, I don't know, digestive discomfort or you know, a relationship or whatever it is, we play one of three games when we're stuck in this type of uh, short-sightedness. And that's, we blame others, we shame ourselves or others, and essentially we, we step out of the role of responsibility by delivering it to someone else. And so it's called the responsibility game because when we, um, 
you know, you can do this in a family setting, you do this at work. Basically, you, you let people or you hold people accountable. You know, if something's not going well, you know, and you realize, uh, you know, I was, I was late because the traffic, you know, it's the traffic's fault. Uh, well, you could have left earlier, I guess. That would be a, a way to solve that piece and that would be taking responsibility. But instead, we blame. So I think it's interesting how we, you know, we constantly justify, you know, our situation by not taking responsibility and try to, you know, find our way out of it. And uh, because it's hard work, right? Well, and, and, and you know, people work hard every day. Okay, can't say that for everybody, but I don't think people see the thing at the mind level as hard work. Yeah. You know, I've even talked to individuals where they say, well, I'm just the way I am. Mm-hmm. They literally believe that like whatever the wherever they are at with their consciousness, there's no changing it. It's just it is what it is, and you just move forward in life, and there's no changing it. Yeah. But what you're saying, you know, people like playing the victim because it's easy. Yeah. How easy it's to, how easy is it to not take any responsibility and to always like you're saying, what was it? Point the finger, you know, you know, just always have the excuse. You know, it's easy. It takes no energy. And I think that's why a lot of people do that because there's only so much energy in a day. And instead of taking that responsibility where, like you're saying, where that growth is needed, it's easier just to say, eh, I'm play the victim and there's not much I can do. Yeah. And why don't we, why don't we bring this to the level of, because of men, because, you know, obviously we're, we're probably speaking to a largely male audience and what are, what are men notorious for when it comes to their health? Right. I mean, it's, I, I, I see a huge amount of avoidance. You know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know, you know, that stoic type mentality, or is it actually stoicism or is it just ignorance? Is it, is it, you know, not taking responsibility? Is it not, you know, maybe you can speak to, to that a little bit. And that whole, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Or I only go to the doctor if I'm dying type mentality. Like I get a lot of that in here, man, where they just, and it's sad because these individuals, a lot of the things that they're dealing with with their health could have been fixed if they had just addressed it at the front end, but they'll let it go decades mm-hmm. and not do anything. And then it's too late. It's broken. Totally. And you talk about like, where does this come from? And honestly, man, I think that is a paradigm. That's something that's indoctrinated to people when they're born. It's yeah. this, well, you're not manly if you don't act tough. And if this starts to break, it's more manly to act like, oh, it's not broken and I'm, and I'm good, right? Versus asking for help or trying to find somebody who can actually help this vehicle keep moving. Yeah. So there's where paradigm can get you in a lot of trouble. I mean, we're talking about paradigm and these people, that's just the model of reality they've had their whole lives. And some of those people, you're never going to change that. That's just, yeah. they take it to the grave. Totally. But why is that? Like you're saying, is it a man thing? I don't know, because it's almost like it's treated like a virtue. You know, it's, it's, also, it's like, yeah, you can, you can battle through the worst of times and keep on going. It's just yeah, you know, like you're tougher if you get through it without asking for help. And, and now where you and I come from, I'd say we're, we're of the modern man where we, you know, we want to recognize our weaknesses so we can move from pain to purpose to, to understand that a vulnerability can actually be a strength for you. Uh, because I don't know about you, David, but I, I'm not, I'm not passing away when I'm in my late seventies or you know, late sixties. I'm, I'm here to 150 at least and beyond. I'm with you, man. I was going to yeah. say 120, but I'll go for 150 with you. Well, I, I keep telling myself that 150 and beyond. I hear Dave Asprey say 180. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to shoot for 150. He's got more tech under his belt right at this point. But uh, <laughs> but I figure, you know, if I'm going to live for a long time, I'm going to be super focused on prevention. But I'm also going to recognize that I do have weaknesses because we all do. But I'm going to do something about it as opposed to, you know, this ill-placed or unfocused stoicism, you know, because uh, I'm all for moving through discomfort. Don't get me wrong. We're both very disciplined individuals. Uh, we can fast for days on end and we can do Spartan races and all sorts of crazy things, but we're going to also recognize where we need to improve. And that's the, the shift in mindset, I think, of the modern man. And, you know, and that moves us into like hacking, biohacking and optimal health and whatnot. But what we're really talking about here for these individuals stuck here is that there's an opportunity to reverse something and there's an opportunity to prevent something. If you're so deep down the process of, trying to reverse something or even starting to think about reversing something. This is that, you know, that, that plane that's already in takeoff or the, the, the speeding train coming down, you know, into the, the next station and it's not going to stop. You, you got some serious work ahead of you. And so, um, again, talk about a, a paradigm of dysfunction that, that absolutely, as soon as you recognize something doesn't work, time to hit the brakes, time to do something different, time to course correct. And the modern man, the, the doctor dad philosophy is to assess and course correct. Well, and then and then be outside the box. You know, let's talk about course correcting because a lot of people try that and they're very unsuccessful. Yeah. And then a lot of times they don't really change their approach. They'll keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, thinking that they're going to get there differently the second or third time they do it. When they really, you ask them what they did, the process of, of how they went about it was the exact same. Totally. Or they may have tweaked something, but they're like nowhere close. And I can, I can attest to that. I'm guilty of that too. You know, I was oh, guilty God. of a lot of that from like my teenage years all the way into my early 30s. Yeah. Is, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And there's so many experts out there now, us included. Yeah. But, but I tell people all the time, like, if you're not getting where you're trying to get, then it's time to try a completely different answer for yourself or a different approach and process. And, and like, I, like I can say, like an attestation for myself was some of the things with my health, which we'll get into in some of these episodes down the road of, I kept doing the same thing over and over. I was an athlete for almost 30 years of my life. And I never reached some of these goals during my athletic career that I wanted for myself because of, I don't know if you want to call it stubbornness or lack of knowledge or lack of finding good resources for help, but I never got there because it wasn't, you know, from a lack of hard work because the hard work was always there for me on some of these aspects, but it's how is it knowing what you're supposed to be doing mm -hmm. to get there faster? Yeah. And you talk about, well, what are we all about? Dr. Dads is all about helping the modern man get there the quickest way possible mm -hmm. because we have some great information we can share with them that we've learned from some pretty awesome individuals that have helped us get there. Yeah. And why, why work, you know, five, six, ten times harder when you can get the answer and get that from me to be a lot quicker from people that are already doing it and that have done it and that can attest that, hey, this is how it's done. I struggled doing it the way you're doing it, but this is how it's done. Just yeah. follow this process and here you go. Totally. That's it. And that's, that's our message. Why don't, why don't we, you know, cause I think we've hit some really important points here on, on paradigm. Why don't we move into, um, you wanted to do a little bit of teaching on um, um, the relative versus absolute truth, which I think ties all of this stuff together. And then we can get into the home plate. Work smarter, not harder. Yeah.
You know, and that's like every week that something comes out of my mouth to that degree, right? I feel like a broken record sometimes, but that's what I'm all about now. You know, there's so much wasted energy and stuff that people do on a daily basis where they're not getting anywhere with that. Yeah. And then when you figure out like what actually holds weight and what doesn't and where you really need to focus that energy and that work, it's like completely different. And absolute truths versus relative truths play into this. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have your models of reality, right? And your paradigms. But then when you roll off of that, you look at just just basically what you believe, whether it's an absolute or relative truth. And when we talk about absolute truths. Absolute truths, and I have to explain this for, for our listeners that don't understand, an absolute truth means that no matter in the world where you go, whether it's in the U.S. or we go to China or Australia or Europe, wherever, everyone agrees that that's true. But a relative truth and we have tons of this in the United States. We have tons of conventional wisdom, right? Everything that you look at now from reading or listening or, or on the TV or whatever, there's so many relative truths out there, and they're only there usually to sell a product or to sell a system or something like that because someone's trying to profit. But there's a lot of junk out there that's just not accurate, yeah. and we're being bombarded with it. I mean, we're in the day, we're in the the era of literally like information technology, right? And we're overloaded with information on a daily basis. And the biggest thing I get from, you know, our patients and clients is I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. They're being pulled like in a million directions and they're so afraid to just pick one direction because they have no clue where to go. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big problem of why people don't have the growth or, or they don't get that momentum of where they're trying to get or what changes they want in their life. Mm-hmm. Literally because they're not even in the right place with finding what are absolute truths versus the relative truths. And they've been living and just struggling because the stuff that they're, they're practicing on a daily basis, it's just not, it's not, it's not getting them anywhere. It's not good stuff. It's chasing the carrot, right? Yeah, it is. And that's right. what it feels like. That. We've got to follow that one. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm both guilty. Yeah, yeah, totally. And just like, it, it's discouraging. And I know how those yeah. people feel. You know, with Clarissa, my wife, you know, we, we battled an autoimmune disorder with her for like seven years. And I know what chasing the carrot feels like. You're looking for, for truths and they're not there sometimes. But you don't, you don't quit looking. I never gave up. But now because of what we have found and what I've been able to do for her, and, and, and our journey, mm-hmm. we got there, right? But I, well, we didn't give up. So, so the information is there, it's out there, but you've gotta be able to discern through and kind of sift through the bullshit, excuse my language, but you have to sift through it. It's just one of those things where you have to have some critical thinking, you gotta have some outside the box thinking, and you have to be willing to, to really try things and look for answers that are not common knowledge really, because to be honest with you, that's kind of where I found the answers for us. Yeah. It was off the mainstream. Yeah, we call it 180 degree solutions, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it was not, it was not, it was against the current. Yeah. Is the strongest way I could put that. And like anybody that you would tell what you're doing to, to, to like the stuff I did with Clarissa, they thought we were crazy. If I had just listened to everybody around me as I was learning this stuff and having her do it and I was changing what I was doing, and if I had let everybody give me their feedback and, and not have done what we did, we wouldn't be where we are today because I would have listened to everybody around me. And there's another thing you want to add to that. How many people are on the right track? They're on the wrong track. They get on the right track, and then they listen to everybody's two cents around them. 
their parents or their friends or their brothers and sisters and family and then they just jump off yeah because everyone told them oh no no you can't do that it's amazing so you have these absolute truths but then you have culture still yeah this indoctrination amongst everyone else around your culture and they're just trying to pull you out so you have to be strong enough sometimes to just choose your direction because you believe in it Mm -hmm. and just go and follow through that's the that's the man way, right? The, the projection to take things to completion. Yeah, yeah. And you that. have to go to completion because then you never know if it works or not. Totally, and that's so true. I mean, that's that's really the message I think of this podcast is that this is this is not a, a quick fix. This is a journey, but you got to have the right mentors. You got to follow the path. You got to recognize your paradigm where you're stuck and and where you are, are not choosing to be more open. And, and once you find a system that works, which is part of our journey is to deliver you guys a system that's going to probably force some critical thinking and, and expanding of, of your awareness and consciousness. And that's why we've uh, decided to throw in some home play exercises, uh, which why don't we dive right into that? Let's do it, man. So home play, home play is basically for the, from this point in time, when you're watching this to the next episode that you get to, we want you to implement something that's gonna move you towards your destiny your health destiny your relationship destiny whatever it is that that's uh your trajectory that you want to move towards so home play meaning it's going to be a challenge but it's going to be more fun because we're awakening something bigger than you know the game that you're playing right now and it starts with writing down these thoughts we have to start get yourself a little journal book take it with you wherever you go this should be you know back pocket in your bag whatever you don't leave home without it it becomes your new best friend because it's going to allow you to to pay attention to your relative truths your absolute truths insights that you may have if you don't start recording the dialogue that's playing inside your head you you cannot interpret how you're relating to your world so as soon as you get a hit of like someone's pissing me off write that down why is that pissing you off as soon as you get a hit for a creative new idea write that down to start cataloging the stuff that's going on inside your head. Because if we don't pay attention to these thoughts, how are we supposed to realize where we are so that we can create a new course for where we need to go? Well, and then when you write them down, like, like Dr. Nick's saying, is you have to really sit there after you write it out, and you may have a bunch of chicken scratch by the end of the week. But then you have to have some critical thinking time where you actually look at what you wrote down and you question yourself and it may not be on, you may realize like, golly, my whole life, I have lived my life by that truth and it's not an absolute truth. It's a relative truth. Yeah. And is it, is it limiting my potential? Is it limiting my greatness? It's the same thing with your models of reality. Did you ever really question that reality that you have in your life or did you just adopt it because your parents told you and is it limiting your potential? Or could you be growing more because you changed that model reality? And these can all be interchanged. Yeah. You know, Vishen Lakhiani from Mind Valley, he talks about, you know, how some of these things, like you look at your, your, your absolute truths, right? These are like software. You can literally go in and upload new ones. And then your models of reality are like your hardware, your computer. You can change the hardware. So when you, when you find these things, you have to go in and work on them. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable. It, there's a lot of gut check there. Mm-hmm. Totally. There's a lot of gut checking there. But that's where the growth takes place is you're actually starting to dig into who you are, why, why you think the way you think, 
and then possibly adopting new belief systems and new truths that are going to help move you forward in a positive manner to get, get you what you want. Like you're saying. Yeah. Cool. So if you can't, you know, write it down in the moment, <clears throat> at least take five minutes at the end of the day before you go to bed and just write down, you know, some of those things that, that, that uh, came to your mind on, on that, on that given day. So at least you're taking the first steps towards cataloging who you are and, and where you want to go. And then I wanted to leave with a, a quote because this, uh, and I'm not, a, I'm not a scripture guy. I grew up in the, in the Christian faith. Uh, I definitely don't practice as a Christian, but um, there's some cool stuff I'm reading right now, but this, this quote really ties in what we're, what we're teaching and it's, and it fits perfectly. So I'm going to say here, so do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So do not conform awesome. to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And this is what we're talking about. And that's Romans 12 too. Um, we're renewing your mind. We're, we're, we're writing, like you said, new software. We're creating new paradigms in health and consciousness and what's possible for you. And we're going to help you guys uh, along on this journey because we're living it. We've been through it and we're still going through it and we want to continue to share. So maybe you can just leave with some uh, closing remarks and uh, yeah, to, that's a awesome quote, man. That like literally summarizes everything we're talking about. But like you're saying, you know, you get to a place where you realize that you need to live in creation mode 24 yeah. seven. And that's basically what you're saying. You're living in creation mode and not reaction mode to your environment. And that relays not just from like, you know, your home life, your work life, you know, being a great dad, a husband, you know, whatever it is, being a better man is when you start living your life in creation versus reaction to your environment, your whole world changes. That's it. And for many, for many of the listeners, that's where they need to start is they need to start getting in a creative mode and realizing like you're saying that you like life is self-serve. Dr. David, love it, my man. Dr. Nick, this is good. All you guys, this is Dr. Dad's podcast episode one. Uh, stay tuned for a lot more. We're going to be teaching you the system to unfold in your life, to unpack, to move towards greater health and abundance and relationship and, and every area where you feel like you're stuck. We want to help guide you on that journey. So stay tuned for more. Uh, love to all of you guys. Love to you and your family, Dr. David. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Awesome, man. Thank <laughs> you.